Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, find a better way to heat water for your tea, gamify photography for high school students, and a hoodie that will keep you hydrated. All that more coming up, so sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out, find cool projects, and let you know if you backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the podcast, but joining me is a man that I totally forgot what I was writing for his intro because I oh. had it in the back of my head, and now I don't remember it. All right, oh, come on, something actually, new. I remember the freshly new and minted famous Twitch streamer, one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, Drew? I have three gobstoppers in my mouth. Wait, yeah, I have. Yeah. you're right. I've kind of kicked off my twitching this week quite a bit. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I, I think you, like, you're going to be famous on Twitch. I'll get there. And I'm I'm just gonna be like I knew him I have I knew him and my <laughs> channel has almost a hundred thousand views, but that's all I got going for me. That's it. That's <laughs> it. One of these days after I prove myself and I've been out there for a while, <laughs> there will be a day when you will host me on your channel and everybody will say, Ah, finally KT got on board with Drew. Everybody else is gonna be hosting. <laughs> yeah. Or or it's gonna be why is there a white guy on the Asian channel? <laughs> <laughs> I will pay. I will play Asian games if that's what you want. Let's do it. I, I, I've been thinking, dude, because there is a game on the PS4 right now called Chariot. I think you and you, you and I would have a blast playing it. Chariot. Yeah, it's a two-player co-op game, and you're like dragging this chariot, this hearse of your dad's dead body, <gasps> on there, and you have to work together to like yes! physics swing it over. And I think you and I would just have a blast doing yes! this. Let's do it. Let's 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 share play it, and then I'll I'll stream it out through my PC, yeah. my Mac. Yes, I'm in. Yes. All right. So if you guys have never seen the show first um, before, first of all, welcome. This to isn't the, show. the gaming show. Yeah, Sorry. This, <laughs> this isn't the gaming show. If you want to check the gaming show, just head on over to LittleBigCast.com. That's where all the gaming stuff is. This now is, on to business. This is the place where we go out and find the most interesting, unique and um, original crowdfunding projects, let you know if you should backtrack or sack them, and even give you advice if you're looking to start a project on there. Um, so before we jump off and everything, um, I, I this this broke my heart. Our, our first news story really broke my heart. It, and it happened the day after our, episode, our last episode got posted. Um, so there was an indie developer, Two Awesome Studios, and they were trying to raise 30,000 euros to make a game called Dimension Drive. And... It was looking good yeah, too. On the last day, they got they you know they randomly got the seven thousand euro pledge, and that that just pushed them over the edge. And they actually w- what killed me the most is because they live streamed the last like twenty four hours of their um, project, trying to get more people up on Twitch and stuff. So when they got that seven thousand dollar one, you can see the video where they're just celebrating like crazy because they're like, "We're gonna make this game. This is gonna be awesome." And then. With 31 minutes left before the project ends, Kickstarter notices that it's a fraudulent claim, and they pull it. It's not real money. So they were, with half an hour left, they, you know, and it was the middle of the night, they were down $7,000 when they thought they had funded and gone over. Oh, Sad. Sad. So, yeah, so to look kind of things into, to look more into it, people are probably like, what? Kickstarter? Why would you do that? Um, Kickstarter actually has a automated system that detects these fraudulent pledges, and then they will pull them because in their Kickstarter's terms, you can't actually change your um, pledge with the last twenty-four hours. 
um, oh. unless you contact customer service oh. on there. And that's to keep this from happening. You know, somebody could pledge $2,000 at the beginning and then all of a sudden just pull it at the last Yank second. It. So they tried to stop it um, on there. But this was an automated system and it was just the perfect mix of this troll figuring out the time and having it pulled just right before end, like um, the interview with one of the guys who was running the indie studio, because it's I think it's only like three or four guys in the whole studio. Yeah. And he's like, that just exhausted me. I just Can you imagine I just your whole dream would just yeah. crumble. Well, yeah. the good news is though they've re- they've like phoenixed, right? They've reborn themselves. Yes, like people like people in the community are like, come on, you, you got to relaunch. You were so close. Right. I think you'll be able to do it on there. So. Um, this is their Kickstarter page. They have 21 days to go with 890 backers. They have $28,272 US on there because Kickstarter converts your money now. Which is really nice now, right? I don't have to figure yeah. it out. This yeah. is good. Out of the $34,305 that they need. So I think they can get that extra $6,000 on there. Um, I think so. And I think that they, they're probably the uh, press that they've gotten from the um, Polygon Destructoid. I mean, a lot of places have picked up this kind of story of the indie developer that nearly lost it in the last minutes so that was probably helped them to get they're gonna do it yeah and it looks like a genuinely fun game it's a shoot 'em up and i was looking through them like this actually seems like a decent one so it sucks that they happened um i like you you, you think kickstarter is now going to try and figure out a way for their system to trigger a little bit earlier or do something like that you know because they, oh, they sort of have the safeguards in place um, and this is a kind of a really small thing. You think they're going to tweak anything? I don't know they will. I feel like kind of you had it right where you said this is a uh, kind of perfect storm. Somebody just kind of got in there, tripped it too soon, and or, or at the right moment, so that the the auto trip happened. You know, at the at the last minute possible. But I unless it happened a handful more times, I don't think they're going to do anything about it. I think this was almost just the, the perfect mix of things that uh, made this happen this way. Um, I don't think that they're going to do anything about it unless it happens several more times. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was the uh, backer, backer trolls. And so good luck to Awesome Studios. I really do hope you get your project. I'm actually considering backing it, you know, just to help out. And like I said, it looks like a cool game. Okay, so on to our next news um, item. And, you know, you know how we like to find new crowdfunding platforms. Yeah, we've found all kinds, like adult films, crowdfunding for clothes, crowdfunding for... What else was there? Uh, let's see, we have films, clothes. We've, we've had alternate crowdfunding platforms, you know, even like products. Smaller bits. Geared products things. and stuff. So, um, I don't know. Maybe this says something about me or something, but could you see a day where you may be in trouble with the judicial system? <laughs> You mean look look back on the day when I was in trouble with the judicial system? Yeah, and you don't quite have money for legal defense. I know this day, yeah. Yep. So this new crowdfunding um, website is called CrowdJustice, and their goal is to bring Kickstarter to public defense and community outreach on there. Hmm. So it's a UK website, and they're looking to they, – they've just barely launched last Friday, I think um, – and they are actually looking to crowdfund different legal defenses or legal funds for people who who need the help who can't get it. Um, so you argue your case before the public. You so it's in just, a way to like say I'm I'm innocent. Here's my case. Yeah, pretty much. It's like it's like Kickstarter. And I looked on their site. They actually only have one project on here. So I think they're doing it smart. They're still testing their waters. 
mm-hmm. here. And this is actually about this guy who actually lived in Colombia, and BP was apparently paying these paramilitary soldiers um, to pretty much manage the oil plant that he was working at because one guy apparently disappeared and they think he died. They killed him um, on there. So this guy spoke up um, and what happened was he got kidnapped. His family got kidnapped and they tortured and interrogated him for like three days. And for some reason they released him and now he's actually living in exile from from, uh, Colombia because he can't go back there and he's actually suing BP for right. uh, political cor- co- political corruption, and w- what's nice about his story is because I read through his story. There's actually a law firm in the UK that's actually doing it for him pro bono on there, but he still needs money for legal fees on there, and that's about five thousand pounds legal fees um, on right, there. And right. now he's raised about um, ha- he's about halfway through, so he's about fifty one percent funded to kind of get this to pay off the court fees and everything. So. Um, yeah, that's a great. I mean, that's a great uh, sidecar to pro bono work, right? Because I think there's going to be a lot of cases where it makes sense for somebody to take it on because of the notoriety and other things, and obviously innocence. But this makes a good uh, good sidecar that you can pay for those legal fees and other things at that level. I like, I like this idea. I think that it's probably taken a long time for this to get to the legal world, but not surprisingly, considering that the way that it all works. Yeah, the lady who actually founded this, she's actually a ex attorney or what do they call them in the UK? Um on there but she, Bulldog. she 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 actually used to be that and she she was talking to other attorneys and they're like I'm surprised there's nothing like this. So she's like, "Well, let's make something like this." And she actually made it crowd justice. So I hope I never have to use crowd justice. <laughs> But I, at least right. it's there, you know, just in case. Please don't sue I me I would anybody. bail you out. I would bail you out. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> like, let's let's raise money for KT. Save the clock tower. <laughs> On there. All right. So this last last news item that we have is actually from Kickstarter. And I actually love this. I, I love what Kickstarter does because they always go back to um, old projects and old creators to get tips and tricks for new people. So this one is actually labeled, so your project blew up. Now what? And this is part one. They actually uh, interviewed three different people on on there on what they did after they um, overfunded within like 24 hours. So we're talking about those, your pebbles, you know, anybody who or you're reading rainbows, your projects who you plan, okay, maybe I only need $2,000 and you end up getting $200,000 on there, um, on their experiences and stuff. And I highly suggest you read this if you're going to run a crowdfunding project because it does give you a good background on all the stuff. But the one quote that actually got me was from the guys who made the electric eel wheel on there. Um, where Wait, they, does that spin twine into yarn? Um, Fiber or something into yarn? It's this. I have, eel wheel. I have no idea what it is. Sorry, that's totally uh, off topic. You tell but me. Actually, it is. It is, is an love... electric spinning wheel that twists fiber into yarn on there. So that's what well, that's what the wheel does. Um, <laughs> but this quote, this is the quote that actually got me on there. He said because people were pressuring him to add stretch goals. And they were like, while very tempting, we knew if we started doing it, it would add risks to our schedule and pricing model. In the end, the most important thing was to try and get our project done on time. And so we didn't add stretch goals. We were already more successful than we expected. So our priority was keeping our project expectations under control. And that is one thing I I think some projects kind of overdo because they're like, 
oh, well, we got to keep adding stuff. We got to keep doing what's next, what's next. And then they end up overexerting themselves. And then that's when the frustration comes in after the project on there. So um, I, I, I like these kind of tips. And did you see any of the other tips that they're talking about stretch goals? A, lo- a lot of it kind of follows that theme where, yeah, sure, it, it, it blows up. Um, but, you know, we we'll you stick to the plan. We, we're sticking yeah. to our original plan um, on there not to screw everything up. And I think some people probably think ahead and they and they either they expect it to blow up or they maybe even just in like the pure optimism, they they may already think ahead and say, here are what my stretch goals could be. So just that preparation, depending on what side you, you're going to go on, like if it unexpectedly takes off, it makes sense to be like, OK, let's just stay on track. Everything's going to be just fine. But some people think ahead and say, here are my stretch goals. Here's what they will be when I get there. So they've already, you know figured out how to stay on track and still offer certain things. So I think, I think there's more, yeah, there's more ways to ride that rocket. Yeah. Um, so that's all the news that we have on there. And speaking of projects that actually blew up, our next project has far exceeded its goals. Um, and it's almost five times as much as what they wanted. Wow. Um, so Drew, have you ever had this problem? Do you, you like a good cup of warm um, hot chocolate, right? I like hot chocolate. I love a good hot chocolate. Yeah, on there, but what happens when you want to make hot chocolate? You you end up boiling like a whole kettle of water, right? Yeah. On there. So, um, this is this is the this is I think this is great. Um, our first project is called the Mito, and it is an alternative to the electric kettle. And I think this this thing is genius on there. So what it is is it's actually a induction plate and rod. On there, and you're probably like, "What's this induction thing?" Normally yeah. you would, what you, is this science? Hmm? Normally you would think of that as wireless charging. So there's no cables uh, or anything. And so what happens is the plate and the rod, they're actually through the air exchanging electrons and the energy is transferred through it. And normally you're doing it for power. But one of the byproducts of actually transferring this is usually heat generation. So they're taking the heat and using it to heat up water. Um, and what's different about an electric kettle is you can just fill up your cup that you're going to drink put the rod into it and put it on top of the platform and it will just heat up that one cup of water you have. So you're not wasting water and energy. Ceramic or or does it have to be glass? It has, so it should be non-conductive. So nothing. Cause that may heat up your, your, your metal canister a lot quicker than the water. Um, on there so you, you how is it is it faster yes it's faster because like, you're not you're heating the exact amount of water you want instead of a whole kettle if you only need like a cup of water so you only um, have to worry about what's in yeah, there you, you only and then they had some times on here i wonder if they have it does it page. does the induction go faster than like a straight boil um well it causes it to boil on there so it kind of depends on it but i right here so for one for 200 milliliters or one glass cup on there, it takes about 60 seconds to heat the whole thing. For a ceramic kettle that's 500 milliliters, that's two and a half minutes to heat it up. So that's fairly quick. Um, it's fairly quick. That's and, actually not too shabby. And considering that I think these guys are in the UK, depending on where you live, like in the U, um, or no, these guys live in Germany, I think, Berlin, Germany. Um, depending on where you are, like in here in, the, in Utah, that actually is a lower time than that because our water boils faster. Oh, but yes, yes, we are. Um, because we're we're higher above. I love to do that with my girls because I'll start boiling the pan of something for you know like ramen or something, and the girls want to pour everything in. So right before I can tell that it's it's almost boiling, I'll hand them the salt and let them put the salt in just mm-hmm. to salt the water. Right, but it automatically bubbles and boils at that very second because I know right when it's going to like the salt like lowers that temperature enough that it just they're like oh anyway <laughs> science yeah and um. 
this is actually ah, safe for your kids because that 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 uh, induction plate it doesn't get hot. Yeah, it's all yeah. between the two. So, so it it, only that metal part gets hot. So it, you 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 safe for your kids. And the the operation is simple. There's one button. You press it. It does its job, and then it turns off. So <laughs> it's pretty nice. Safe. Nice. Um, and that's what I, lo- I, I uh, for me, um, I, I love this idea because it's flexible. I could heat up one cup or I could heat up a whole kettle if I needed to um, and customize it for whatever I need on there. So I, I think right. this you could probably idea. move this this rod from like a cup of water from one person over to a cup of milk for somebody else, mm-hmm. depending on the, right that quickly without being like, oh, let's. Yeah, as long as it's a up. liquid, it will heat up fairly quickly from there. So that's, that's nice. great. That's I don't know. Could you really- see yourself using one of these? I think so. I think uh, the idea. I, I'm constantly like heating up a, a pot of water for for cooking, or even just to have a boiling water to make some gravy or stuff. So I just need a, a little bit or a certain amount. I think this is nice because you're not dirtying a different pan or using a different pan just to get there. I do a lot of cooking, so I might not do it as much for drinks as I would do for just for cooking. I was even toying with the idea of putting in like a permanent boiling water spigot near the Ooh. sink that you, uh, just to speed up because I spend so much time waiting for water to boil. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Good question. Laser Norm, he's actually asking if it has a temperature adjustment. That's actually one of the stretch goals they're trying to add in is to be able to adjust the temperatures because I think right now it's preset on there. Um, But since they've, you know, because they wanted, they're almost at a half a million dollars now when they only wanted $167,000 with 18 days to go. So I have a feeling they will get it on there. So, um, you know, for me, it's a back. Uh, is, Is this back for you too? This is definitely a back for me. It's a brilliant idea and it's something that should have been done a long time ago. On there. So that is the Mito on there. So our second project Mito. of the night, Drew. Um this yes. one this one kinda hails from not your home. This is near yeah, yeah it is. I yeah, mean it's near me. Yeah, it's not your hometown, it's your home base city, right? No, it is my home base city. Uh it's an interesting idea, and I shall tell you all about it at this very moment. This is our second project of of the night. It comes under the name of Camera Obscura. It's a um, it's a, it's kind of a cool idea. I, I have some issues with the campaign and the way that's being run, but let me tell you what the basic idea is. They're looking to launch an alternate reality for the classroom, specifically for for how to teach as a as a instructor, as a teacher, as I do that all day, every day, except for in the summer when I play video games. Um, still do it I, online. I still do it online. I still, I, I still teach. I still grade papers. But this idea of camera obscura has been put together that they want to be able to teach the curriculum for photography to 7th to 12th grade students with this interactive engagement style of augmented reality. So the idea here is that they've created this gamification, this gaming type of system where they can teach the principles of photography while uh, making it very much a – like kind of like a treasure hunt with the interactive videos and there's there's all kinds of ideas so camera obscura is something that they've put together so um the the tagline here is that it's an alternate reality game that teaches photography 7th to 12th grade students making education more effective engaging awesome something i try to do every day right if you can engage them and make it effective for teaching it'll work well the so basically they're trying to engage high school students and that is Truth be told, that is, I don't teach high school students on purpose. I teach college <laughs> kids for a reason. And sometimes uh, the college students look like this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, even when I tried to decide if I wanted to go to teaching, because both my parents were teachers, the one thing that I said to myself was, if I'm going to teach, I've got to teach a level where I know that they're going to, they want to be there. As a high school, I didn't want to be anywhere. 
So I was like a bad student because I didn't want to be in class. I didn't want to be anywhere. And the only classes I enjoyed were like my electives. So I thought if I'm going to be a teacher of any sort, I want to be like at the college level where at least they're paying money to be there. Like they, and even then, I think 70% of the students that I teach are like just going through the motions. It's because it's like college. It's what we do. <laughs> that's, that's a soapbox for a different day. Didn't your parents tell you teachers don't make money? Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. I absolutely love it. Uh, did we mention my Twitch channel already? If you want to go subscribe, it's four ninety nine. <laughs> I would love to be a successful Twitcher. Okay, so let me break down. Here's what I do love about this project. Brilliant ideas, wonderful, um, complicated system put together for teaching some some simple structures of, of photography and i think it's i think it's fantastic and i think it could be translated to other um curriculum like the basics of teaching digital media for instance the problem i have with the actual project well there's there's a couple of them but first let me get your thoughts on on the idea as a whole where it's at i i like this idea um everybody knows my my background my formal education the piece of paper on the wall that i paid for like lots of money for lots of money is is in science so i don't have any of this production background on there and i really wish i had this when i was going through high school because i remember the high school we pretty much had one class that taught digital media and the teacher was like handed us a camera and he's like all right i want you to write a script and then go film it and that was our entire that was your class that was the entire class that's awesome. That's awesome. This, and this does a great job. Like he's got this, and I think he's using this part of it in his class already. There's a place where he shows uh, dice, like a dice game that he uses, and, I'm, and I can't tell if this is like something. I think it's something he may be doing right now in the class, and he's trying to like expand the dice game idea into this overlying, overarching story. But this is actually kind of cool. You roll a dice, and you, or you, yeah, you roll dice to set a point value for different assignments, and then you choose out of these different categories. Like if you roll a two, you roll. You roll a number for the oh no! If you want to get two points, you roll a you roll a dice from the techniques column, and you shoot something that's relative to techniques. If you want four points for an assignment or some you know something like that, you roll from both the subject and the theme categories, and you have to put those two things together. So you're running you're rolling a d what do they call it twenty d d twenty uh, yeah uh, yeah d twenty d twenty d twenty yep I I don't know how to d, say so, that yeah so. D, D is for dice, and then 20 is how many sides there are. So I just didn't know if it went D8. 20 dice or dice 20. I yeah, don't know. it's D20. Okay. I love Nerd. this idea. <laughs> I love this idea. I think it's fantastic. If you want six points of something, you're going to roll it from both the subject, the technique, and a theme, and combine those into one picture. So I love this. Here's where I think that, the, that this idea has kind of almost gone off, off the rails a little bit. The Kickstarter itself is overly long, overly explanatory, and overly thick. I don't. I've looked at this probably ten times, and I don't think that I've read through the entire yeah, thing. So, for everybody to look, if you look, so he has his. We're we're looking at the Kickstarter page for you audio listeners. We see the first video that you have that you normally see on a Kickstarter thing. You scroll down, you see the little blurb. The first thing in about his project is a video of him on his story, and then the video on him on gamification, and then a video of him on benefiting the students, and then finally a little blurb, a picture of the students on there. Um, more text and then look another video that says help me with students trying to get help for them um i don't even know what this is this is like a sketch from some so it's part it's part of the game right it's part of inside the game that that there's a pattern based on the golden ratio inside the clock and it's one of the puzzles that they have to figure out it's kind of fun 
but it just keeps going. Yeah, and here's another Go. video. <laughs> um, keep going, and here's another video, and another video. That's a lot of videos, and I, I, if if his videos are anything like the first one he had, they're probably, yep. you know, five minutes long, which is long. In those, the first three that show up are him talking, and and it's just a talking head for three minutes at a time. So I, I guess that was one of my kind of, I wouldn't say red flags, but it was just kind of. Was that me or you? Oh, it's me. Yep. <laughs> shush, shush. But the thing that got me on this was that it, it the audio is bad on all of the videos, and here yes. he is trying to pitch this idea that I want to make a a set of movies that are interactive to teach students photography, but. There's they're missing some key components of video production, and that is solid audio. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. So there's that. The fact that it's way too long, it's way too involved. I I feel yeah, like that's an li- issue. There, there's literally like a two to three minute acid trip in the video where they're traveling through time. Yes, and it, and <laughs> and and it doesn't contribute to this a to the story and b to the fact that this is supposed to be like a little pitch video tell me what you want to build with my money you know with yeah. my support my investment here yeah. and i want to help you succeed so that's one issue i just felt like that wasn't quite cond- condensed i feel like they almost just dumped every they just vomited and it's like here's everything we want to do and that has made it isn't that part of making a good production yeah. video is planning <laughs> Plan. Like the whole the whole project here needed a little bit more planning, but um, on top of that, they're looking for ninety five thousand dollars. I think lot. that's a huge that's a amount lot. of money that you. T- hey, I've developed curriculum. I do it often, and I do it for zero dollars because I have to. Yeah. And yes, interactive, fun camera making. What they want to do is buy a lot of their gear so that students can continue to use it. I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. I think what what missed here was one step where they could have, should have, and I and I understand timelines are never lined up this way. What I would like to see them do is apply for grants, get grants, because there's tons of technology grants out there. Tons. Mm-hmm. In fact, they could probably take this right now and go pick up ten grand no, with what they have here. Easy. That would, I think, uh, show more, not, not commitment, but just ability to say, we've already been granted $15,000 for this project. Please help us reach another stretch goal at $20,000. Yeah. I, I think they bit off way too much at this beginning one. And the fact that there's only five backers in the first week. Uh, one of which is, I'm sure, is I think he said it was his mom and dad. Like it's just, I really want to, I really want to like be behind it and go yes, yes, yes. But I just feel like it's it's somebody that's climbed aboard the Titanic and they've never sailed a sailboat before, and it's like whoa, sorry. Yeah, I I mean, because I could I could see even maybe thirty thousand dollars on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like for this, I'd say you know aim aim low for maybe ten thousand dollars. Go apply for the grants and say, "Hey, we had we raised ten thousand dollars already, so there's interest yep. where community wants to help us, and we need that push on there." And I, if, I think um, way. I, I know a lot of like uh, people who you know approve grants and stuff. They, if they see that, they're like, "Hey, that seems like a solid plan on there," and you know, you have a higher chance of getting approved. Yep. On there, yep. but so, yeah, shooting for almost a hundred thousand dollars is kind of high. I, I, I guess uh, yeah. for me, it's kind of like yes, that's a, a great idea yeah. because having the gear and owning the gear is going to be wonderful. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, because yeah, you you missed. probably don't even get remotely close to that for your budget. Oh, I was I was stoked. I'm running an entire TV station, and my budget yearly was about nine thousand dollars until I started applying for you know and fighting for more. So we've got about eighteen thousand dollars. But again, an entire TV studio, everything I have to buy and work on to to satisfy sixty to seventy students. A semester, and I'm running off less than less than ten grand. Yeah. Uh, and I'm stoked when I got a grant for five grand to buy a Mac Pro. It comes in in about six weeks, right? <gasps> so that's like I was like, yes, right? 
Welcome to the club, I, my friend. Welcome to the club. You're going to have fun. If this were this. a possibility, I could build this up. So, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that club. So, anyway, that's me. It's a track. I really love the idea, and I hope that they they take this – I hope they get more momentum and that they can take it into the, the grant world and, and chase it around and, and flush it out. Right now, what they've got is kind of like the full open binder of the whole project, and I think they've got to bring that down into scope and say, here's here's the ABC of it. Don't give me the whole alphabet. But that's, that's yep. what I'm – what i'm thinking yeah for me it's a track too because everybody knows i love educational projects um i i i i'm all i'm all for people learning skills and things and just expanding their minds to be able to do right. the whole thing so in a fun I, way too i think it sounds fantastically fun yeah like i i, I would have loved this in high school you, you know i and i was looking through his subjects and stuff like man i wish my Right, my, my teacher cool in high guy. school would have taught me about like aperture and stuff he just literally handed me a camera and said go film things and i'm like <laughs> go make this what am I doing <laughs> on there? Okay. So our, our final project, and this is voted by you guys. This actually went out on the vote on that. So Drew, um, you've been to sporting hey. events. You've been to yes. other yeah. things. And one of the things that is ridiculous when you go out there are the concession stand prices, right? Oh, man. Yeah. And like, with kids. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love paying five bucks for a regular size soda? <laughs> So our last project is kind of, you know, aimed for that as one solution on there and um, for you to bring your choice of drink you want, you know, maybe a soda, maybe juice, maybe something else on there. Um, It is called the Boozy and it's the hoodie with a secret. So what's great about this is that in the hood of the of the hoodie itself, there's actually pockets where you can put two two bladders that contain liquid in them <laughs> on there and then the bladders actually hook up to the straws which are your drawstrings around your normal hood so as you're walking around people are just going to think you're, you're wearing a normal hoodie on there and, and people suck on the strings all the time right yeah, i mean that's just yeah I, i've seen people do it and i'm like on there <laughs> maybe they're just using the boozy um but at the end of those there's a uh, bite valve on there so it's not going to leak unless you actually bite down on there and you can have your favorite beverage while you're out at a sporting so event or a public smart. event because no one's going to check your hood. Like, has anybody ever checked a hood when you're going in? Because no, I've seen I've seen people like down. try to put it into you know, somebody's purse, you know, or put put yeah. it in your pocket. But people are like, oh, yeah. "Well, what's that right there?" Um, so I think this is a great idea <laughs> on there because it, it's it's pretty integrated. Because when I first saw, I'm like, "Where where are they putting the bladders? Isn't going to just stick out?" But hiding them in the hood is perfect spot because it really it's, is. it's already flapping out on there. Um, what I kind of wish they had was a way to hook both of the bladders up, so you could have, oh. so you could just suck out of one straw, but you kind of have to alternate. But then you could have, you know, Coke on one oh. side and Diet Coke on the other side, right? That's that's what people are putting. Fr- See, I think the weird part would be if some if like your friend started sucking on your hoodie, then <laughs> yes, you'd be like, yes. it'd be a big giveaway. <laughs> that, that's that's the the one drawback on here is since it's a bite valve, I'm not sure you'd want to share. Right, right. That's I like the idea of having two choices, but to be able to be like, "Hey, I brought a Coke and a Pepsi here. Why don't you have the Pepsi?" That's just strange to be <laughs> suck on my hoodie, buddy. <laughs> there, but brilliant I, idea! Yeah, and it's made from BPA-free plastic for all you hippies who care about that. Yep, uh, yep, whatever that is. Um, on there, and they they try to make um they made it as tough as possible. It comes in a couple different colors: black, gray, navy, and white. Um, on there, and they are. Let's see, how far are they? They are in. Uh, they're funding, and then once they get the funding, they're going to do some manufacturing and tooling and actually make some production. And hopefully by September, the first run of the boozies will be released out into the wild. 
Oh, nice. uh, see a nice zip up front. I love this idea. This it looks is a comfortable too. Yes, does it, it does, does it not look comfortable to you? I was like, oh, this. I, I think this is a great idea. Um, I don't know. Idea. Drew, could you see yourself using one of these? Yeah, yeah. I don't go out that much, but I could totally like for the one time a year that I actually go out and I don't want to buy concessions. <laughs> I would, I would do this. I would totally do this. I love. I love it. Now, does it say how big the, the little bladders are? How much uh, do they hold? I'm trying to find that. Like five ounces, a cup? What I want. Um, they're, um, 20 I'd probably ounces. modify it. 20 ounces. 20 ounces. Two separate bladders or for transporting 10 20 each? ounces. It, yeah, I think it's 10 each. Okay. okay. Hmm. So, <laughs> I think this is a great idea. I might modify it and, and somehow build in like giant bladders and I'd have like 240s. <laughs> in the, in the hood. It, it may look a little puffier than it needed to be, but I, I don't know if twenty ounces would get me through an event. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, laser norm. They said they're they're trying to build some pretty tough plastic for the bladder, so it won't explode. On, Wait, on I'm the, just worried about the person jumping out a yeah, big moment, yeah. kneeing you in the back of the bladder burst. That would be. A, <gasps> or if you if you're one of those guys that you're gonna get in the mosh pit, that's the only time I've ever been kneed in the back. I'm just <laughs> gonna tell you that. <laughs> I not a lot of excited people where I go, but of course it's been at like Red Butte Gardens where we're all sitting on the <laughs> cheese and wine, right? Yeah, the cheese and wine one. That's where she can need. That's great. Yeah, nobody's jumping up and kneeing me. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, let's see, I forgot how much it is. This is a back for me for sure. I would back the boozy in a heartbeat. And yeah, it's sixty five bucks. That's the normal price of a, a hoodie. It's about else yep, yep. On, on there. Um, I, I think it. I think this is a great idea and. You know, you can put whatever drink variety you want in there. We're not. I wonder you. if I could. I could figure out a way to. Uh, to I got it. I got it. I'm gonna fill the bladders up with nerds, and then I just put the foot <laughs> on my head and let the gravity, you know, of whatever, to like actually push the nerds into my mouth, so I don't have to suck nerds. What you can't we, suck nerds. I don't what, know if you do that. What if we liquefy the nerds? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I like the way I like the way you think. I mean, I mean, Utah is the home of the Will It Blend guys. We, maybe, yeah, maybe you can get a sponsorship, get a blend tech, hit the liquefy button, just put it in there. <laughs> I, could, uh, that, I think that turns into just straight sugar water that hummingbirds drink, and I'm okay with that too. I guess. Like, yeah, I like this idea already. This is great. Did you see what I ate today for lunch? No. I roasted hot dogs for the kids, and I made them hot dogs on ramen with some Ritz crackers in it, and I called it Cracker Dog. But then they ate all the ramen, and so I was stuck with just hot dogs. So I actually sprinkled them with sprinkles, with candy sprinkles. <laughs> I had two roasted hot dogs wow. with candy sprinkles. Dessert dogs. And they were dessert dogs, and they were delicious. It was like having – it was like a bacon maple glazed donut. It was are, delicious. Are, are you just going to open like a hot dog stand too I while you're now. at it? I mean you're starting businesses now. left and right. Let's, let's – <laughs> Let's start up Drew's dogs. That's a great idea. <laughs> Try it sometime. The the melty kind. I just it was like it was like a sweet glaze on my hot dog. It was wonderful. You would enjoy it. Oh, I, I think. But I yes, did. <laughs> that's a back for me yeah, on the, so, on the yeah, boozy. This, this, Love this, it. this one's a back, and man, I, I I really wish they had more people right now. But this is a great idea. <laughs> How close are they? They're they're close, right? They are no. They are eight thousand oh. out of fifty thousand right now. Um, Wow, looks like they've got some decent traction, though. I mean, they've been featured on some pretty good sites. Yeah, so hopefully they'll get there. Um, Friends, tell your friends. The boozy needs to be a thing. Yeah. All right, Drew. This is another section of the show, relatively new. It is the Sack of the Week. I love this part. Look look at the production value in in that audio drop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're so awesome. 
You, you and I. Let's be honest. We don't travel that much. I probably not as much as I would like yeah, to. Like, honestly. I mean, come on. The only time I travel usually is for CES. Yeah, <laughs> and then we yeah. On, on we there. drive. You fly. I know how. Yeah. Um. On there, but we do have a friend who flies very often. On there, um, we do. Our, our friend, good old Glenn. He's friend of the show, friend of the network. On there, he's a he, little big he, cast mascot. I yeah, think yeah, that's and, what I decided. And you've known him since like you guys were tiny, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we first met him in, in middle school, sixth, seventh grade, and been friends ever since. All through, through high school, we really got to be really good friends. So yeah. he's a flight attendant, and he flies all over all the time. He has been to just about every, just about every country and every state. He's, yeah, like he a, was just barely in Atlanta, and I think he's barely back now. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll so, fly in, on, and then he'll call me and be like, "Hey, I'm home. I'm gonna play Witcher all day. You want to come play? I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, um. So when I saw this project, I'm like, I need to get advice from a heavy traveler. So I sent this to Glenn. I'm like, would you ever use this project? And this is what he quoted. There are so many things wrong with it. I well, don't even the know where to begin. First. So, yeah. so <laughs> the, the project is called My Hitch. It is a way to travel hands-free. Essentially, it is a plastic clip that you slip into your belt mm-hmm. or the back of a pair of tight pants that aren't stretchy. This- for those of you that are that are uh, homeowners, this is this is akin to a door hanger where you would hang a wreath on a door. Yes. That's all this is. It's a door yes. hanger. And there's a hook at the bottom, right where your butt is, might add. <laughs> and then you just hook your bag into the clip, and then as you walk, you're dragging your bag along behind you. It's a tail. It's a little oh, hook tail. And 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 so thanks for the close up, buddy. This Appreciate is, that. this is this is what gets me. It's invented by an airline pilot, and I call bull crap on this. <laughs> Really? It's meant for bags twenty five pounds or less. So I asked Glenn, and it's like, first of all, no person in the industry has a bag that weighs under twenty five pounds. Not even hey, pilots. Especially if you're a pilot. Yeah. Wow. Then <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Every time you stop, this is Glenn's words. You're going to give yourself either a bruised tailbone or a plastic and sideways enema. <laughs> <laughs> And I stop walking and just wham! Oh my! And I can agree with him because that's how physics works. (laughs) Science, science all over today. And of course, laser laser rooms in the chat room going WTF? And I just yeah, this is nuts. It like I I cannot see myself using this. (laughs) To use my hitch, you need a belt or a tight waistband. Okay. And a roller board. What does it mean by like you need to have a roller? Is that what they that, call? I think that's what they call those. Uh, uh, bag. Yeah, those bag things. Thing on top of the bag, nothing attached to the bag. I see. If I had this, I would take the little hitch and pop it in my pants, and I'd put my first one on, and then I would trailer hitch like three other. <laughs> And I would pretend that I was Mother Duck, and I'd be like, "Come on, little guys!" This is tremendously entertaining. What was it going for? Um, it is going for like fifteen bucks for a piece of plastic. Oh, it is literally what? just a piece of plastic. And know. every tier, you 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 save a dollar or two, and it goes up to two hitches, three hitches, four hitches. Like these are the tiers he's come up I, with: five I, hitches, I, I think, six hitches. I, I'm not even sure this is even loud with Kickstarter. Yeah, about I don't products. think you can do that. I don't yeah. think you could do that. Um, how did he get that? Yeah, wow. there, um, I don't think they're too worried about him. Yeah, and like I, the the the. Program the project design is okay. Man, he answers a lot of questions and stuff, but I just can't see. I pulled this off my door hanger. I was using it for a wreath, and I decided I'd just put it on my pants instead. 
wow. I, yeah, uh, I just, I, I can't see anybody using If If you are out there and you travel a lot and you could see yourself using this, please email us, kickcast at kickdata.net. I would love to see why you would want to do this. I would be afraid it'd start ruining your clothes. Next next time you fly to CES, you're going to see this guy, and he's going to be hauling one of these, and you're going to say, like, in the wild, you're going to be like, what? It's real. <laughs> Laser knows right. Why don't you just go to Walmart and modify a shower cradle instead for, like, $250? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. I think. I think you know. If I saw this guy, I would. I would wink at him and I'd say, "I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you go." <laughs> oh, that, man. my friends, is a sack right there. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I just, a little market research would have helped. <laughs> yeah, he's he's had two backers. He's up to sixty eight dollars out of his thirty five hundred dollar goal. But uh, market research. Yeah, that was a fun one. That's a fun one. Yeah, on there. So that is actually all the projects we have. So if you have a sack of the week or a regular project or even a news item you'd like us to talk about, please send it our way, kickcast at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page. And please, if, you, if you're listening to this and not driving a moving vehicle, or if you remember after you finish moving your right. vehicle, right. Um, head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, and go like. Did we hit our 100? We're like, so close to 100. We are five away from 100. People. Five away, so... Go like it, and once once we get to a hundred, I am doing a giveaway of you know Kickstarter related projects because I have copies of To the Moon to give away. I have copies oh, yes. of Secret Identity to give away. I you know I might throw in other things, and um you ne- you never know what you get. Um, grand prize it's maybe true. all of the other stuff and just Katie has this office stuff. full yes. of random things. He'll he'll throw it all in there. Um on there so the um you know please. It's only five more, you know. And if you've already liked it, go tell your family about the show. I mean, you're watching your it, so you, you got to like the show somehow, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> On there, um, and of plus course, we got to we got to beat the little big cast. Yes, we have to beat the little big cast. They've, they've four ended of them. They're, they're they're like. You guys are picking on our show because there's only two of us, and I'm sharing one of them with you guys. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> going to push farther, faster. So like us, we, we do have a lot of great ideas on the KitKast, and we'd love to hear your ideas. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and of course, our next show, we love when you watch live. You can see Laser Norm in the chat room. Dan, one of, is he your former student, or is he your still student now? Uh, he's probably he's still student, still I think. Student. That guy is yeah. still trying to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> on there. Um, who, who was in the chat. We appreciate it. So join us on our next episode, June 9th, 2015 at live.kickcast.net. Um, always, uh, sh- always show up early because you will get a Seats lot of inter- interesting stories on there. Yes. Um, we do have crazy. some fun before show. <laughs> yes, we do on there. Um, Drew, you got anything to plug before we go? Nope. Just, uh, enjoying my summer. You can catch me on little big cast Wednesdays at four mountain standard and, uh, or Twitch. I'll be twitching a lot of my nights. And so follow me at night 20 on Twitch. If you like to see me game, do that kind of thing. It's That's gonna, what I do. It's going to be grand old time and you can see the personal side. Of yeah, I do. I, I do try to be a little. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, of course, if you missed any of the links for any of the projects, kickcast.net show notes are all there. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye bye. Good night. Bye.